You know, when it comes to wireless carriers, sometimes what you see isn't always what you get. Except with Visible. With Visible, what you see is exactly what you get. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. With Visible, there are no hidden fees, no fine print, no hassle, nothing to hide. It's just $25 a month, all taxes and fees included. And you don't need more than one line of wireless to save. You can save on a line all to yourself with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. And again, just $25 a month. The future of wireless is here and it is transparent. If you want more transparency in your wireless plan, you want to be on the Visible plan. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. That's Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. This episode of GameScoop is sponsored by Squarespace. If you're looking for a way to make your business stand out and succeed online, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for you. They take the stress out of creating an awesome website, engaging with your audience, and selling anything from products to content to time so you're able to focus on, you know, everything else. In other words, you'll have more time for gaming. With the new guided design system, you can choose from curated layouts and styling options to build a unique online presence from the ground up, optimized for every device. And with Squarespace's integrated, optimized SEO tools, you'll show up more often to more people. Squarespace doesn't just make things easier for you. Checkout for your customers is made seamless with simple but powerful payment tools that allow you to accept credit cards, PayPal, and Apple Pay, and in eligible countries, offer the option to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. So whether you're just starting out or looking to expand your existing brand, be sure to visit squarespace.com for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com gamescoop to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com gamescoop for 10% off. What's up, everybody? Welcome to IGN Gamescoop. I am your host, Damon Hatfield. Joining me this week is Justin Davis, Oop. Sam Claiborne, hey. and playing the part of Tina Amini this week will be Seth Macy from the great state of Maine. Scoop. Scoop, indeed. And Seth has an awesome new setup. Uh, for those of you uh, listeners who don't uh, watch the show, Seth has moved into his basement, and uh, it looks really it's actually looks really cool. Oh, That's a cool you. setup you got there. He has three arcade machines behind him, and each yeah. one is just NBA Jam. It's three NBA Jam machines. <laughs> it's all three different versions of NBA Jam. That's a good point. And he's got, he's got Mario Kart Live set up on the floor. Yeah. Amazing. Uh, we've got a great show for you this week. We're going to talk a little bit more about uh, Super Mario 35 because uh, that uh, conversation was uh, cut from last week's episode because of technical difficulties. Sam has been playing more Star Wars Squadrons. He says it's getting even better. We've got lots of uh, fun emails to get through this week. But first. We begin with the Nintendo Switch. Um, three and a half years old now, the Nintendo Switch. Mm-hmm. There's, uh, we keep hearing rumors about an updated model, a uh, pro model, a more powerful model coming next year. Um, some analysts believe this is it. This is the end of the road for Nintendo consoles for the foreseeable future. Uh, some analysts believe there will not be a next uh, Nintendo console because... Nintendo is going to be adopting Apple's iPhone model and just iterating on the Switch, uh, release, releasing new versions, more powerful versions every few years or so. Uh, first of all, how does that idea strike you, Sam? Well, I mean, it just strikes me as very unoriginal because Nintendo has done that for decades at a time before. They had like 20 years of Game Boy. Like we've, <laughs> we've experienced this. And the, you know, just saying that they're going to do this for another you know, 10 or 20 years is not any different than 
the Nintendo, the Super Nintendo, and the Nintendo 64. Like we we've seen iterations on hardware, but I get what's happening with this being like maybe those could become a lot shorter periods between them, and maybe you know there's more of a there's maybe more of an uh, ex- acceptance on the audience's behalf of that type of iteration now. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't think it's that brave of a prediction. I think having an all-in-one console is pretty awesome, and I would buy them over and over again. Yeah, I think that's actually. No, go ahead, Justin. I think it's malarkey. Whoa, malarkey! Settle down. It's a family show, Justin. Possibly even baloney. <laughs> um, no, I mean people have been saying this, you know, about Nintendo forever. Uh, you know, they they did kill the Game Boy line. Like it was the most successful, biggest, most successful part of Nintendo, and they were willing to sort of do do away with it and shift over to the DS. Um, and if they were to continue a line, why wouldn't they have continued the Wii line, which was an absolute cultural phenomenon in the way that not even the Nintendo Switch has been able to match. Like the Wii was the biggest thing in video games for years. And, you know, they sort of continue trading on it with the Wii U. <laughs> and maybe yeah, that's what they did. Tried, right? <laughs> um, yeah. Maybe they did try and it didn't work, but like, no, I think this is a company that likes to march to their own drum. And, um, and uh, the form factor of the switch, uh, I think is super cool. Like the, uh, everyone always talks about it. it's handheld and a television console, but it's doing other clever stuff with the detachable controllers and all of that. But um, mm-hmm. that doesn't strike me as like a, a form factor that's going to last for decades and and you know just be a thing into perpetuity. Like, nah, mm-hmm. I think they're gonna they're gonna continue innovating and and sort of blow our socks off again down the line. Seth, what do you think about this uh, malarkey slash baloney? <laughs> yeah, I think it's uh, malarkey and baloney as well. I don't think Nintendo's Ma- gonna just keep maloney. It's Maloney, yeah. I think, yeah, I think they're going to, the next, whatever the Nintendo thing is, is going to be something that we are completely surprised by. And for six months leading up to it, we're going to say this is Nintendo's biggest mistake. And why <laughs> did they make a console that's just a, a, a sphere with that's made of glass? And then we'll game actually sphere. get it. The game, <laughs> game sphere, yeah. And we'll get it. It'll be amazing. And it'll like make all our Nintendo dreams come true. I think that uh, Nintendo just doesn't, they're like this old monolithic company. They're not just yeah. going to iterate on this. They like to just change it, which is ironic, but they like to change it up every time. So I think, I don't think that we're going to see, you know, switch X in I do, five years. I do think we're getting a switch pro. Like, I think that's super real, but I don't think that yeah. necessarily heralds like, Oh yes. Now this is what the vision of Nintendo hardware, like into the future. It's not, it's not the same as iPhone in my view. Um, I <laughs> think following the switch pro, We'll get a proper generational uh, uh, transformation, just like you know, just like we got with PlayStation and Xbox. Mm-hmm. Different, Who's a fundamental typing? difference in Who's the typing. I think me. Borba is typing. Borba, we can hear you typing. Um, there's a fundamental difference in the Switch uh, uh, on the business side, which is that they don't have another console out. They always have two at once. Sometimes they have three at once. And mm-hmm. then also, the, it's it's for the first time ever. The, the reason for that is that it's a portable and a console at once. Um, I don't know why they would ever. Because Nintendo's a very, very great. What's that? Sorry, you you cut out there for just a second. You said oh, I don't okay. know why they would ever. I don't know why they'd ever stray away from that now. That because yeah. their handheld business is so important to them. Uh, everybody else is trying handhelds. It works for phones, but for handheld consoles, like they have Pokemon, and they still need to deliver that experience just forever. So I don't know why, like as things, uh, your processors get smaller and more efficient every year why you know that we wouldn't be plugging in a handheld to our tvs ever like that's that that seems like something that should stay around i don't know why we wouldn't 
I think, um, you know, Sam's completely right that like Nintendo used to have these two lines and now they don't. And like, that's something I've been kind of thinking about. I, I always want to like, I'm always too busy at work to do this. So whenever I'm not busy at work in January, 2022, and I have a yeah, slow, yeah. I have a slow day. I want to try to do the math on like, is Nintendo even a better position now than they were when they had both? Like the switch is an overwhelming success. There's no denying it. Like, you know, all their games sell 10, 20 million copies. But like the Nintendo DS, they sold a hundred million Nintendo DSs, and now that like business is just that. gone. Like the 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 console line and the handheld line are merged into one thing in the Switch, and so it's like, is the Switch doing better than the mm-hmm. two of them were combined? Are they selling more consoles and more games now than they were when they had like the GameCube and the GBA? Like, I don't know. Um, well, I'm not clearly sure the, the light might be an indication of like that not working, right? They might have been they, they kind of scrambled to get that out and it was right ahead of a bunch of Pokemon games. So it made sense. I, I mean, I love my switch and I'm glad I like, I love Nintendo games and I like seeing it on top, but there's, it is a little bit of like the worst of both worlds. <laughs> like they, they, they don't have this dedicated handheld. That's like this cool, cute thing that you can sort of slip in your pocket, nor do they have like a powerful competing cutting edge home console experience. And like, mm-hmm. that doesn't bother me. Cause I'm not looking for 4k graphics from Nintendo, but they are sort of getting middled a little bit by the high-end consoles and by like you know things like smartphones and tablets yeah justin yeah you are right nintendo sold 100 million wii's and 150 million ds's so they're going to sell 100 million switches but that (laughs) they're lacking that other 150 million uh, in sales of the handheld consoles it's interesting to think about it that way yeah seth Um, are you buying that uh tiny game gear Oh my god, I forgot that came out. Is it still available? Because yeah, I absolutely well, was. I was gonna ask you if it was available because I suddenly <laughs> was interested once I saw people holding it and the box is amazing. No, as soon as they announced that, I emailed like the one person I know at Sega. I yeah. was like, is this coming to the to the United States? And they said yeah. uh, they just one word no. Yeah. And that was, they didn't even sign off. There was a signature. It's just it's no. so it's it's literally like this big. <laughs> it's a yeah, it's yeah. a keychain. And and the box just sits in your little hand. Oh, I love it. Little box. And then what Sega t- said today, um, their next mini console will either be a, a Dreamcast mini or or, or uh, basically a Master System mini. So it's like, well, I bet I, bet I could guess which one of those would sell better. <laughs> <laughs> which is well, why we're going to get the Master System with a tiny light yeah. Based on the original stats of each system, I don't know which would sell better. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that'd be really cool to get a Dreamcast mini. Uh, 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 box yeah. with a couple games in it i just wonder if they'll limit it even though there's no reason to to like three or something we've never seen that for a you know a, a 2000s era system it's a great candidate I, for it. i mean yeah it came out in 99 yeah um anyway getting back to nintendo switch uh one of these uh investment managers uh that's making this prediction about nintendo's future is tone tran uh from 10 west advisors uh and he points out with every console generation the install base resets to zero and their earnings power essentially resets to zero. Uh, it says Nintendo can break free by releasing a new and more powerful iteration of the Switch every few years, which is, of course, what they do with... Um, that's what Apple does with iPhone, right? You stay in this ecosystem, you buy a more powerful iPhone every few years, and all of your apps and games stay, you know, transfer over, and you can continue using them all. Uh, what Sam pointed out, pointed out about the GameCube, or I'm sorry, about the Game Boy, correct, and they use that line for what, 15 years at least? Yeah, more but there, Yeah, but there was only like, there was only the Game Boy and Game Boy Color 
And then the Game Boy Micro, because when they went Advance, well, actually, I'm sorry, I take that back. Advance did play original Game Boy games, didn't Mm -hmm. it? Okay. Yeah, that was actually really good. It was backwards compatible, but it was like a new, it was an actual new generation. Like it was the same as the NES to the SNES. Mm -hmm. Yes, but it still played the old games. Yeah. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. No, I think it's, I don't know. I think I could see Nintendo um, probably sticking with the Switch as long as it can. But uh, I mean, Go ahead. They could they could do they could do like you know keep the switch going with a switch pro or a switch whatever and then still do a high end home console separate from that mm-hmm. like yeah yeah my only VR um, or a streaming console like there's other types of things out there that Nintendo keeps on dipping into they've had a streaming service before they had the Satellaview they've had VR before they've had a Virtual Boy like who knows when they'll want to dip back into those things again yeah I think I, mean, it's, I guess go ahead. The 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 hesitance I have with imagining Nintendo attempting a high end console anymore is really the Wii. I, I thought of was their pivot away from trying to directly compete with Sony and Microsoft. Mm-hmm. I think they just they just realized they couldn't do it. That's not the kind of company Nintendo is, and so now they're like you know blue ocean strategy. Yeah, uh, com- you know doing their own thing, doing something completely different from the competition. So it's a little bit hard for me to imagine mm-hmm. they've got a <laughs> a console that's going to compete with the Xbox Series X. You know, yeah. They talked about they talked about on stage at E3 with the Wii uh, how low the Wii's power draw was. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, no one, no one cares. Like, and they're like, oh, it'll save your electricity bill will be like 80 bucks cheaper. And I'm like, look, you're not wrong, but like, no, no one cares. It's crazy, and it worked. Like, you know, it's like, what do I know? But like, it was. It's just they've they've done a weird pivot away from trying to compete on the high end for sure. And yeah, uh, yeah, I don't know that they'll ever go back to that. Well, speaking of Nintendo, sticking with Nintendo for now, uh, I mentioned Super Mario 35 last week. Um, last week I had played a few rounds, excuse me, and I'd come in second place a couple of times. I'm yeah. happy to report that I have won a game oh, since then. Congratulations. It's a good feeling. But Sam, uh, he said he won his first time playing. Yeah. Well, I didn't really know what I was doing, so I just like took it slow. I got a bunch of fire flowers, you know, I, I, and I just got all the coins I could and just, just playing through it. And I saw what people were doing. Like, I saw that they were going to the Hammer Brothers and sending them to my screen. But if you have a fire flower, it's fine. And then I guess yeah. you can, like, hit... I guess I've only played once. So there's a, there's the... the and, and there's the... Uh, but I watched I watched somebody else play a lot um, yeah. uh, after that. Uh, but yeah, I, I like how you can use that random thing to, like, use your yeah. coins to get another one. And yeah. uh, that, that that was really cool. So then I started really focusing on coins and then made sure at the end I had like, you know, like 1200 or something. And it was like everybody else had like, Dang. you know, 250. It was stupid. You can like, chain up coins. That's that's the secret way to win is like chain either by jumping on their heads or by using a Koopa. And you get an additional second for each one. Like it's one second for the first enemy, then two, then eight. So it's like I love it when I'm being sent a bunch of enemies because I'm like, I'll just jump on all their heads and I'll get yeah. I'll stack up like 300 seconds. Are the yeah. other levels fun? They just I mean, seem like they'd be much they're harder. They're, I mean, they are harder. Well, yeah. what what's really mean is um, if someone's in a water level and then sends a yeah. blooper your <laughs> way, it comes to you even if you're not in a water level. And those oh, are I haven't to, seen that. Those are hard <laughs> yeah. to deal with. Yeah, yeah. So you like you're so you've got bloopers in Bowser's castle and stuff. Yeah. And and someone sent me. Uh, I got sent five or six Bowsers in a row. Hmm. Ooh, wow. Yeah. Ten seconds I, each. When one of those showed up, I thought that was really cool. 
Yeah, yeah, and anything can be killed with a fire flower, which is my favorite <laughs> thing about Super Mario Brothers, just standard. Like, it's so cool getting a fire flower to Bowser, and he's just like, you know, you're like, how am I going to jump over this guy? And you just totally Indiana Jones him. Yep. <laughs> he goes, <"Bloop." clears throat> Seth, didn't you win a bunch of games in a row? I haven't won a bunch of games in a row. I played, I reviewed this game, actually, and I played oh. eight hours over the weekend, and I won nine games because I'm very good mm-hmm. at Super yeah. Mario 35. Uh, it's, I've got a great strategy. Um, it gets there were some games that were like 15 minutes long and 10 yeah. of those minutes was just me and like two other people i yeah. noticed that very good it doesn't yeah. incl- it doesn't like ramp up as fast as i thought it would no well part of the problem is that for whatever the reason you just keep going back to one one and i yeah. don't <laughs> understand yeah. how that is that was my that was one of the reasons that i like wasn't I mean, I love it. I have a ton of fun playing it, but mm-hmm. I wasn't super keen on it because I played one one. It said that I've cleared one 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 hundred and thirty six times. And one two, which was the next one, I've cleared like sixty times. So mm-hmm. I've just kind of got sick. I never the the highest level I ever saw was like four one. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and those levels are tough, <laughs> especially when you have you know yeah. people sending spinies at you <laughs> from their level. So. Mm-hmm. Good yeah. game, though. and it's free. Worth the worth worth the price of admission. <laughs> yeah, worth everything. I, I think free is about right for Mario Thirty Five. <laughs> I, yeah. I played. I played for one whole evening, and I got second every at literally every game. Four or five games in a row, I got second place. And like, it's totally fun. It's an interesting diversion. I I think it goes a little too long. It needs to ramp up faster and like start running at double speed or triple speed just to wrap things up. In my opinion, mm-hmm. it ends up being this war of attrition where. Like you said, Seth, it's you and one other dude. And I'm like, I don't even really care if I beat you or not. Like, I'm just, I'm ready to play again. You're ready to play one, one again. Cause you're going to play it a lot more times. <laughs> I'm the opposite when it's just me. It's like time slows down. I get this hyper focus. Like I yeah. just, I have Do you to. take it. You, you don't go aggressive there, right? You're just really careful. No, you got to be careful. You got to, uh, yeah, you slow it down. Mm-hmm. Um, make sure you're sending tons of enemies at the person. Make sure yeah, you bank a million coins so that you can like you can be yeah. a little bit fast and loose and sloppy. Because if you get a million coins, you can just keep powering up. No big yep. deal. That'll help you a lot. And yeah. you notice oh, the the big easy difference in this game is that when Mario is a Fire Flower Mario and he gets hit, he becomes Big Mario, and yeah. that trips trips me out. The other thing is the the bounce mechanic. In Super Mario 35 is the same as later games. In the original Super Mario, you can't bounce that high and keep chaining it up like that. You can yeah. only do like a bam, 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 yep. bounce. So yeah, yeah, yeah. there's a few little things that they changed here. Can you mm. turtle tip? No, I tried. No, really, you cannot. Yeah, is if you if you if you want? land on the turtle, because there's a million places where you can do it, but you don't even actually yeah. get killed by the shell. If yeah. it's it one block. That's right. Like, there's more places to do it because there's turtles everywhere now. Yeah. So you no, they took that part out. Man. I know. I cool. wanted to see what would happen. But yeah, I, I think it's like, it's such a cool, like I loved NES remix so much and like yeah. taking these assets and remixing it is really cool. And I think the game and watch is supposed to have a similar remix. Cause it says it has like 35 secrets in super Mario brothers. Like what? it's mm-hmm. awesome. Like I love that Nintendo's hacking their own games right now. And this, is, <laughs> this works so well for like a, a you know, free to subscribers hack. Yeah. It's great. Seth, you gave it a, you gave it a seven. Yep. It's good. Yeah. Yep, no, totally good. Yeah, that seems that seems but right you were to me. Wavering between a seven and a ten, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, there's no middle. It's good seven, or smash. Seven eleven. Yeah. <laughs> seven ten split. Uh, yeah, that totally seems uh, right to me. Fun, to, fun diversion, but not quite um, the uh, uh, success as Tetris ninety nine. Right. I think, yeah. you know, that's still pretty Seems popular. Better, that's for sure. I've never won Tetris ninety nine. 
Yeah, I don't think I have either. Yeah. I was thinking like the first hour of that game being up, I'd have a chance. And that's when I was getting in the top 10. <laughs> <laughs> but we had people in our office, RIP, that uh, that uh, were really, really, really good. At the office, United. not the people. Yeah, the office is, <laughs> is being moved. Uh, but uh, we uh, um, we would watch, you know, people that were very, very good at Tetris play. And I just wanted to see somebody win. But even that, I've still never even seen somebody win in person. Too. I think it was Mike Wynn was the one amazing at it. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was Mike. And, Appropriate. Uh, there's a few other people. Yeah, it was, it was really impressive at the time. And Sam, you last week you told us you were playing Star Wars Squadrons. And recently you 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 told me it's been getting even better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the single player leads you through um, the other types of ship, and like usually in those games, I'm like, I just want to play as an X-wing, and that's what I'll always choose. And but you know, there's some weird stuff, and like I was like, there's no way I'm gonna want to play as a Y-wing. Like bombers are so lame, you know. But then the mission was like about you know like freely going in and out of a space station trench run, and like and bombing stuff, and it was just awesome. It was so cool. I actually can't remember now if that was the, the Y-Wing one, but I like the Y-Wing one also. But yeah, there's like a, there's basically like some big open space levels that they put you in. They're like, all right, now head into the trench. You're like, there's a trench. And then you're like, you kind of like reorient yourself and you're like, yeah, going down a trench. You can pop out of any time, but there's like lasers above you. And then you go inside stations and destroy them and have to escape quickly. Like there's just like, there's a lot of functionality to it that uh, is really, really good space flying. But I can't remember like when I talked about this last. Do, do we lose a segment? Nah, uh, this one stayed in. Okay, cool. Yeah. Then I then that's all I have to say about that. I'm also playing Genshin <laughs> Impact and a bunch of other games too. We're gonna talk about Genshin Impact a little bit later. Uh, you're still working your way through the campaign in Squadrons. Yeah, yeah, and there's like little um, medal achievements for certain things, which I like. Um, I'm gonna probably focus on those and maybe hundred percent it. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. I got. Seven. I have like a a, a new 4K television. Nice. Um, it was like a hand-me-down that I hooked up in another room just to see how. Because I was a little bit disappointed with the graphics, and other people say the graphics are mind-blowing. So I have a you know one X and a 4K television, and you know it's still just okay. I can't wait to see this on an X-Gen system. Yeah, Seth, you, you it's well known that you're Mister uh, Microsoft Flight Simulator. Yes. Uh, Star Wars Squadrons is kind of like that. Yeah. Uh, I'm... <laughs> I mean, I'm excited because I have a flight stick and I'm one of like the 11 people in the United States who has a flight (laughs) stick right now, but I haven't played it yet. I just, I haven't. uh, Oh, you know what? I just got some birthday money. I guess I'm, I know what I'm doing Uh, after this. I'm going to go buy it. I'd really like to try it with a flight stick. That's a really, really good point. Um, That'd be very fun. And apparently VR if you, if you can. Yeah. Yeah. If I mean, we had an office right now, I would have been so into trying this out in VR with a flight stick. And I know Tom Marks reviewed it, had that set up. And like he told us on our, you know, our, our uh, conversations with our staff that like he like, couldn't believe how fun it was playing in VR and how amazing oh, it was to be in an X-Wing doing that. I've yeah. got a quest, so uh, I'll have to try mm-hmm. to rig that up. I'll get back to you. Yeah, or I maybe I won't. Maybe I'll quest. be lost. Oh, well, I think I mean, using it as a as an with the adapter uh, through Steam. Sure. Which I've do never you, done before. But. Do you guys know the term in-law unit? Because you're, yep. I know San Franciscans know that. I there's do. like a, there's like a unit of, uh, I have like a house 
and there's like a unit that's injured from another area. It's not rented to somebody else and like just out of sight, out of mind. Those people got a kitten and like there's a door to that, like out of the garage I'm in right now. And that's just the kitten has been meowing the whole time. Aww, so yeah. if you guys hear a kitten, it's go get the kitten being upset. It's a very little <laughs> gray kitten that I've seen escape out of that door a few times. Go kit- get the kitten and we'll have yeah. it on the show. That that's would be breaking me. and entering. <laughs> that's me every day during this show. <laughs> Uh, Justin, do you have a Lord of the Rings online update for us? No, I've I I am still playing it a little bit, but you know the game's free to play, which is part of what I really like about it. So there's no like pressure, stress to like feel like you're getting your subscription money's worth. Um, the game I've really been playing a lot is Hades. Um, yep, which is you know not necessarily the flavor of the moment. It was the flavor of the moment a couple weeks ago, but like man, that game deserves the praise and hype that it gets. It uh, it really really delivers and. Um, Super giant. They've they've never made a bad game, and like Hades mm-hmm. might even be, might I, be their best know. one. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Man, it's up there. Um, yeah, it figures out and solves things about storytelling in a roguelike game um, in a pretty clever way that I haven't necessarily seen some other games do. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, that game's great. And um, and I was a little bit on the fence, like because I you know I have a gaming PC, so I'm like, oh, I'll get it on PC. It'll be gorgeous. But I ended up buying it on Switch. And um, if you had any worries about that, don't. Like, it's very, very oh, awesome. pretty and yeah, runs awesome. flawlessly and excellently on the Switch. Good. Yeah. 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 My only critique would be that the, the text is a little bit hard to read on the Switch in handheld is all. Um, mm-hmm. But you're right. Like, Supergiant is just their writing and, like, voice acting, the quality of it all is just on another level compared to most developers. It's great. Mm-hmm. Let's check in with listeners. Hey, listeners. Listeners, remember you can always reach us at the email address gamescoop at ign.com, just like Lucky Schaefer did. Lucky says, Hey, Scoop Troop, did you know IGN has never given a first person shooter a 10 out of 10? <laughs> the highest. <laughs> what? That can't be true. All the Call of Duty games, we give them a 10 out of 8. <laughs> That's right. Exactly right. The highest was Halo 2 at 9.8. We actually also gave Perfect Dark a 9.8. Oh. Lucky says, I can't disagree, even though uh, the first-person shooter genre is probably my favorite. Meanwhile, I'll give a 10 to games like Celeste and Hades. I'm just wondering if you think it's the genre that makes it hard to score games a 10, or why, in your view, aren't there any 10 out of 10 FPS games from IGN? We've given a first-person game a 10 out of 10. That would be The the Witness. The Witness. first person puzzler yeah uh i probably wouldn't say it's the genre the, you know genre stuff like that is a real thing like you know it's very hard for like comedy movies to win academy awards for example like it usually goes to dramatic stuff so there could be something to that but i i don't see it that way um i mean i don't know a 9.8 is basically a 10 <laughs> yeah. it would be now probably if we yeah exactly discussion. yeah because hey, we don't um go ahead that's just an important thing that you were bringing up where like IGN used to be on a hundred point scale where we did decimals and now we don't. So now, um, you know, we still deeply care about getting our score right. But since we are on a 10 point scale, it's a little bit easier for something to get, you know, we're just not stressing like, is this a 9.6 or a 9.3? It's just sort of like, is it amazing? Is it good? Is it great? Is it a masterpiece? Um, So yeah, Halo 2, would we have been on a 10 point scale back then? Surely would have been a 10, like no question. So yeah. Yeah, no, it surprised me. What's that, Sam? Well, I didn't get the run of show leaked to me this week. So mm-hmm. I did want to mention, though, that Damon uh, tipped me off to the uh, the topics that we talk about. And I thought for sure this was going to be a rant from Damon 
when I saw what <laughs> what type what genre has never gotten a ten out of ten from us about uh, how shmups yeah. and or brawlers have <laughs> never gotten tens <laughs> out of tens. <laughs> That's true. Actually, the list the list of 10 out of 10s um, from IGN is not as long as you might think, considering how many we've given out just this year. In fact, I could read it off pretty quickly. Well, right. are, those, are those the recent ones? What do you mean the recent ones? Well, because we have an article, if you look up every 10 out of 10 IGN's given, that has like the recent 35. Written by but, Seth Macy. Mm-hmm. But then there's the, uh, of course, the Legacy, which I'm pretty sure has a it probably has like Perfect Dark, the Game Boy Color game or something like that. That probably there was a lot. Craig Harris <laughs> gave out so many 10 out of 10s for the Game Boy Color. So I don't know if we're <laughs> counting all those. But and, you know, his argument will be it was a different scale. Um, well, and they, just, they're all yeah. in hallowed relics of game history now. Yeah, yeah. it's true. Um, no, this is not the list is not that long. Working backwards, Spelunky 2, Crusader Kings 3, Flight Simulator, Last of Us Part 2. Overwatch 2020 update, Persona 5 Royal, Half-Life Alex. That's this year. Then you got to jump back to 2018. Those, Red those are genres all over the place, by the way. I think that's, that's really true. cool. Half-Life I Alex, mean, does, is that not an FPS? Yeah, I guess yeah, actually, that would count, right? Yeah. yeah. So lucky Schaefer, your luck has run out. <laughs> all right, find us a shmup. <laughs> Red Dead Redemption 2. That's basically a Western shmup, right? It's a Western yeah. shmup, yeah. Western it's like shmup. Sunset Riders. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna Red Dead Two or Gunsmoke. Remember Gun Dot Smoke. Yeah, Gun Dot Smoke. <laughs> I love the idea of describing any game with shooting as a shmup. <laughs> Call of Duty is the newest shmup. You know what's funny is that like shoot 'em up, like like a shooting gallery or something. Like that's totally old timey Western thing. Uh, yeah, there's that's true. There's a bunch in 2018. Red Dead Two, Undertale, Inside on Switch, God of War, and Celeste. We're Notice you skipped 2019. We skipped. Wow. IGN skipped 2019. Isn't that great? <laughs> what a year. <laughs> 2017 had two, and they're both from Nintendo. Mario Odyssey and Breath of the Wild. Mm-hmm. Uh, 2016 was Inside Proper and The Witness. 2015 was Metal Gear Solid 5, GTA 5 PC, and PS4 Xbox. Uh, 2014, Last of Us Remastered. 2013, Last of Us and Grand Theft Auto V. Then you got you jump back several years to 2011 with Skyward Sword and Uncharted 3. Oh, and uh, Chrono Trigger. Which you I must there's be- like three years there without a 10? I mean, I know. What were we doing? <laughs> Is that list from, are you reading from Seth's article? Nope, I'm just going down our um, archive on IGN. Well, it's interesting. You skipped over a 10 that I gave, but it was an iPhone game. And so I was wondering if maybe just the filtering had missed it. I'm looking at game reviews. I got a 10. So it's, it's, it's maybe sorting some things out. Yeah. Like mobile games. Um, but it's weird that there's several years here. We didn't give a 10 because that's right in the middle of the 360 and PS3 generation. So you like well, really strong that's generation. When, that's when we were on that hundred point scale though. Right. So yeah, or maybe, maybe 20 point at that point. Yeah. I think we're being especially picky because the games were very good. Hmm. Could be, could be. Anyway, Mario Galaxy 2, Metal Gear Solid 4, GTA 4, <laughs> Dragon Warrior 3. We Wait. jumped from... So this... Okay, hold up. <laughs> There's something wrong with our... Because <laughs> we jumped from GTA 4 in 2018 to Dragon Warrior 3 on the Game Boy Color in 2001. So there's a... For, did we not give a 10 in those seven years? Or is this... Uh, or is our site just broken? Wait, did you read off your 10? It didn't show up here. You're right. And that would have been 2010. Okay. Well, we need to talk to someone about getting our (laughs) 
review index <laughs> sorted out. I looked at I looked at Seth's uh, article today, and and the first like you know thirty or whatever you read off there were were yeah. all in the article. Yeah, something funny is going on there. I think people get too worked up over scores. It's like if something's a ten or a nine, it is a great top tier game. Play it and enjoy it. Yep. Like none of those games you listed off. Like I didn't like Metal Gear Solid Four that much, but like I can respect people that are like, yeah, this game's amazing. It deserves a ten. Like. Mm. Yeah. It's up there. It's up there whether you think it deserves like to be in that upper upper echelon or not. What was Some the game my... on Xbox that got a ten at the same time? Uncharted. I uh, know, oh, but vice versa. Uh, the what? What now? I just remember when Metal Gear Solid Four came out. It was like mirrored by some Xbox game, which was like also getting it probably like Halo Three or something. Wait, I don't well, know. That, it might have been GTA Four. Yeah, I don't well, remember. that definitely happened with Skyward Sword and Uncharted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, as you just read off, yeah. Um, All right. Well, well, Seth had something. Oh, I was just going to say some of my favorite games have been sevens. Like Bravely Default was a seven. And mm-hmm. I absolutely love that game. And but it's like, is, did IGN give it a seven or is it a seven to you? No, 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 no. I think, I think we gave it a seven or like it's average. You know, everybody gave it a seven. But to me, it's above a seven. I don't know what I would rate it, but I just love it. Well, sure. a seven or a 10. As we've already explained. It's a seven <laughs> or a 10. Yeah. <laughs> That's the same way I feel about my kids. <laughs> yeah <laughs> they're a 10 out of 10 to me they're probably a 7 out of 10 to other people <laughs> that's probably most kids yeah. probably yeah um okay moving on this is tanner from minnesota any chance we can expect the ign app on the ps5 i enjoy being able to easily see ign videos on my ps4 in my downtime or while i'm working from home i usually have it playing in the background just wondering thanks uh, I hope so. I hope that's in the works. But Sam, w- I guess we would have, like, we have to have a PS5 first. Yeah, that's a good... I, I missed your audio there. Summarize real quick. Oh, Tanner from Minnesota is hoping the IGN app comes to the PS5. Oh yeah, we uh, the IGN app is in temporary retirement right now too. But yeah, the idea of like streaming video to the uh, next gen consoles depends entirely on them making that a possibility first, and then uh, we will adapt to it. But we love doing that. We IGN streams on Samsung TVs and Pluto TV mm-hmm. and a, a lot of other places. We like to be, it's sort of a philosophy as of, of us as a company is like, we want to go where our audience is and make sure that IGN is on all the platforms and screens where, where you are as gamers. Um, if, and I'm not saying this to be coy or like secretive, but like if we were making an app that would be embargoed and someone else elsewhere at IGN would be working on it and making it right. Completely separate from the work that we do day to day. And that's not a hint. That's not a clue. I'm just saying that like, there's a firm wall between like, I didn't know we were making the PS4 app really until that thing came out. Like, so that's a, that's a, you know, handled separate from the editorial team, but I could totally agree with Sam. Like hope so someday. We don't know what apps are going to be on the the PS4 or PS5. We we have that controller that kind of revealed uh, a couple of them. Um, But that's one thing where like, that was like a big point of competition between the consoles when they first launched for 360 and PS3. It was like, you know, which one had Netflix first, which one had other stuff. And I I don't know what's going to happen this time. Being at work with my friend and be like, dude, it's a month and Netflix is going to be on our Xbox 360, man. It's going to be so great. Mm -hmm. And now it's like, yeah, it's on my watch. And it took forever when the Wii U came out. They're trying to like hype it as like a media center. But then like. It didn't really have the apps right away. And then yeah. and then it came to 3DS. Netflix was on 3DS, which was Oh, my God. Weird. I forgot about that. Yeah. Netflix on the Wii required a disc. Oh, my gosh. That's <laughs> oh, so yeah. perfect. I forgot about that. Um, 
yeah, personally, I like using the P uh, the PS4 IGN app to watch big like live streams. Like when Sony's having a big presentation, I like to just put that up on my TV, watch it on the PS4 app, sit on my couch. So yeah. I hope we continue that. I know we're still working on the um, uh, we're still working on the Ouya app right now. I think that's sort of like <laughs> our highest priority that we're trying to get finished. Mm -hmm. I saw a, a prototype Ouya because I've been helping tear down our our parts of our office. And uh, we had like, yeah, like a pre-release prototype. Ooh, yeah. And I was like, Ooh. we need to put this on display. That might be mine. <laughs> <laughs> Why wouldn't I, it be? I mean, I think I may have donated my Ouya to IGN to go in that cabinet. But it, it, has, might like a, um, it has like a serial, like, a, yeah, like a full like prototype serial number thing on it, which I thought was really cool. Yeah, they all did. All the Kickstarter ones did, I think. I, I, I don't care. I'm not bringing this up because I want it. <laughs> I just, yeah. You just jog, jog my memory. Uh, do you want uh, 60 Xbox 360 hard drives? Because I, I saved all those in a box. Ooh, no. The original ones that are like this yeah. big and gray? Yeah, like... because those have the data on them, right? So it's like if we're going to preserve uh, parts, of, like I'm very conscious of this stuff, right? So it's yeah. like when we you know donate a bunch of Xbox 360s, which we've done before, um, or return them if they're dev units, then uh, we keep the hard drives because they have a bunch of games on them. Hopefully the mm -hmm. login passwords are not set. We have my favorite example of that ever is in our game library. I don't remember why this happened or why I did it, but I opened up our copy of Super Smash Brothers Melee on the GameCube and um, it had a memory card in it that had, you know, in Sharpie on the memory card, the GameCube memory card was written EGM. And it was like, you know, IGN bought one up and one up was like the web version of Ziff Tables of EGM.com. And so there's that through line of like that game library ended up being one ups and then ended up being IGNs. And so yep. in our game library is like the EGM memory card that has oh, all their wow. smash melee game saves on it, which like, you know, I idolized that magazine growing up. So that was a, yeah, like a, a yeah. it was like, it was like opening a treasure chest. And really our console cool. hardware definitely has EGM and one up consoles in it. I've seen, I see those all the time, but they're yeah. just buried very deep and now getting ready to go into temporary storage. Yeah. Okay, moving on. This is John from Prairie Village, Kansas. Says, thank you for the excellent content all these years and for keeping the episodes coming during the crazy time. I am a huge fan of The Last of Us. However, I have not played The Last of Us Part 2 yet, and I'm not sure that I ever will. The first game was perfect, and I'm afraid playing the second will negatively impact my feelings about the characters and storyline. I don't normally feel this way, but The Last of Us's character development and storyline was so good. Am I crazy? Do you all have sequels of video games or movie franchises that you don't want to play or watch? I this mean, is an interesting. My, my initial reaction is like, yes, I definitely What If I hear a sequel is bad and it's going to ruin something, I don't see it. That stands for a lot of things. Um, uh, and then uh, that, that that's, that's totally out there. But I would say if you attach to the characters <clears throat> and, you know, a game got a 10, then maybe uh, maybe you should trust that they did something interesting with those characters. And, and even if it's something you don't like, it makes you not like those characters. Maybe that's the intention and that might be interesting. Yeah. Interesting is a, uh, could be a way to describe it. I don't know. I, I, I do think this is a, this is a tough case because I, while I think the last was part two is really impressive um, achievement in a number of areas. I'm not sure I would say it furthers the story of the first game in a satisfying way. So I, I do agree. Like the ending of the first last of us is amazing. I, I it's one of the coolest endings of any sort of fiction uh, that I've ever seen. And the last is part two. Well, it's a great video game story wise. Like I don't feel like it doesn't like embellish 
or improve the you know the the story of, of the first game at all. Well, let's solve this right now. Can we just bring up the ending and we'll all watch yeah. it together? Let's all watch. We'll watch. We're not, we're not actually going to do that. You don't need to turn the show off. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't think I've ever avoided a sequel, but I definitely don't finish things that I'm really enjoying. And and it's not out of like some deliberate like, oh, I don't want it to end, so I just won't beat the final boss. But like, there's clearly something subconscious going on where like games that I really love and like, I get right up to the end, and then I never just quite push myself over the finish line and complete them. I sort of leave leave them unfinished, um, mm-hmm. which is odd. I've never really reflected on that before, but. Seth, um, have you seen all the Rambos? I have seen uh, not all of the Rambos. Uh, the mm-hmm. I can't remember. I think the last one I saw was Rambo, actually. <laughs> but that was which was the more two, modern, right? the more modern. Oh wait, one. Oh, the, the one right after the one that came after three, whichever that one was. Okay, yeah, the, not right after three because there was like twenty well, years yeah. in between. Yeah, them. like twenty years after three. <laughs> so, yeah. So you've so, seen four of the five. Don't think I've ever seen the original Rambo. Actually, the first oh, really? Rambo First Blood. Yeah. yeah, it's a very different movie. Yeah, I yeah, saw I, that recently. It's kind of well composed and level headed <laughs> compared to the others. <laughs> well, it's yeah. kind of like the, the it's the same story with the Rocky series. Like Rocky is yeah. the yeah. original Rockies is just like wonderful film, yeah. and then they just go off the deep end. And then Four is the greatest movie ever made. Uh, <laughs> like, there's no, nothing even close to Rocky Four. So, uh, Rambo, I, what was that? Well, I'm like I'm I'm pro I'm thinking right now that like I'm worried about the Lord of the Rings show because it's like mm-hmm. taking like, you know, a bunch of uh, Tolkien things and then doing their own thing with it. And I'm worried about that. And um, I'm wondering, like, you know, would that prevent me from like even trying it? No. But I, if it's bad from the start, I'm definitely not going to stick through it just because I like Tolkien a lot. That that would I've seem like it, it would tarnish my or at least be a bad time. I've never experienced where I liked something so much that I didn't want to try it again, but I have definitely experienced that like regret after, yeah. I don't know, watching the episode nine of star Wars and being like, I wasted my life on nine movies yeah. because these are all terrible. Or, uh, uh this is going to be a controversial opinion, but I think ghostbusters two is maybe yeah. the worst sequel ever made. It's really a mess. And it that really, it really bummed me out. Yeah. Like when that yeah. used to come, it came on TV so much too, that I was <laughs> like, this is on again. I can't, I can't take it. But phenomenal soundtrack by Bobby Brown. <laughs> yeah, of course. Ooh. If it's up to, oh us. yeah, y- y- you know it. Yep. <laughs> had had that tape. Oh, I did too. I'm definitely of of uh, I'm definitely a type that listens to critics and listens to like uh, people whose opinions I respect uh, to inform my decision of whatever whether or not I'm going to play a game or watch a movie. I can't think of like sequels that I avoided because I didn't want to like ruin the original, but definitely like. Uh, there have been remakes of my favorite movies that I just avoided. Like I, <laughs> I didn't see the remake of RoboCop or Total Recall. Those movies are already perfect. You know, yeah, not about RoboCop. <laughs> those did not need a remake. Yep, and, those those repulsed me. <laughs> <laughs> and we were we're talking about Rambo, and Rambo is actually relevant to video game news today because we just found out Rambo is going to be in Mortal Kombat 11. It's in the new combat combat pack. There's a trailer today where um, man, Vo- Stallone is doing the voice for Rambo, and he sounds oh really? Yeah, it's a young character model with a much older voice <laughs> coming out of that character model. And oh, this so is it's actually, uh, the Irishman, basically. But yeah, yeah yes, they're, yes, they're doing uh, an Irishman. 
Um, yeah, man. Uh, so I guess now in more with through Mortal Kombat, you can have Rambo fight the Terminator. That's awesome. So. Yeah. Yeah, I'm into that. Or Pretty Rambo good. fighting like Jason Voorhees. Is he Isn't... in Mortal Kombat 11? Oh, I, 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 I'm not sure if he is. Track. Yeah. It's hard to keep track of who all the guest characters are. <laughs> um, yeah, this is the trailer here. Rambo shows up at the end. And he just says, I'm your worst nightmare. And he just fires his gun in the air and shouts. Doesn't really do anything. <laughs> uh, yeah, just like in the movies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, Barbara points out you could also have Rambo versus RoboCop, I believe. That's pretty excellent, too. Damon, yeah, what's the Rambo NES game like? Um, it, well, first of all, it has great music. Okay. Really, really good, catchy music. The game itself is almost impenetrable in how convoluted <laughs> it is. Okay. And I actually rented the game, and I was so bummed out because I, like, I had the game for like three days over a weekend, and I could not figure out how to go anywhere the way it's a side-scrolling like action game but in order to move like through the, out the jungle there's blocks on the ground in e uh s and w which is how you move north south oh. east or west you stand over them and like press up or yeah. or down and i like could you know my second grade me or, or however old it was just yeah. could not figure out how, how i was supposed to move about this yep. game that's not, so that that strikes a, me as similar to Platoon, the NES game, which was <laughs> bizarre and convoluted. Oliver Stone's Platoon, the NES game. Yep. Platoon, also an NES game with an incredible soundtrack, with a soundtrack <laughs> way better than it, it <laughs> needs. Mm-hmm. Um, also, not an appropriate game for the NES, but all. for, the, for the, the average age of the NES player. Um, Mortal Kombat 11 is also getting a free next-gen upgrade for PS5 and Xbox Series. That's so awesome. That's cool. Uh, extracurricular activities. Speaking of sequels that do embellish uh, and, and improve on the original story, I uh, highly urge Scoop Nation to watch Cobra Kai. Yeah. Cobra Kai is amazing. Is it in season so good. three now? Uh, I think that's coming. Okay. Seasons no, three, one and two. two oh, sorry, go ahead. Three is what's out now, and then okay. it's been renewed for four, season four on Netflix. Okay. okay, gotcha. I'm in season two right now. Yeah. I can't. I honestly, I can't believe how good it is. It's like really? one of the one of the best yeah. TV shows I've watched in a long time, and it's it's like, so much better than it has any right to be. It's yeah. insane. It's, so <laughs> it's crazy. crazy. Is season uh, one on Netflix as well, or is that yeah. still on YouTube? Netflix oh. picked up all of it from yeah, okay. from YouTube. I can't yeah. wait. So to watch now it. everybody can watch it. Definitely rewatch the original Karate Kid first. You don't yeah, need to watch. Oh, the I have it all up here. I've seen yeah. that movie so many times. <laughs> yeah, committed to memory. But it's like, uh, uh, it's so crazy. The guy that plays. Uh, daniel's rival uh like the actor's really good and it's like no one has seen this guy in a movie in like 25 years but he's like totally good it's crazy yeah it should it's one there's nothing that should work less the gap the gap between how good it should be and how good it is has never been bigger than this (laughs) like there's things that you expect to be good and then they're good and you're like great (laughs) but like never has there been something that should be worse but that delivers more more completely and uh, it's so crazy. It it, yeah. turn, it makes you see the original movie in a whole totally different light. And Sam, to sweeten the pot for you, it's got uh, it's got Star Wars all over it. And really? I say that knowing knowing that Star Wars wasn't the first to introduce these themes of like light and dark. But it's like the whole mm-hmm. show is about like at, at all points in your life, you have to have that gut check mm-hmm. with yourself uh, where you're like, you know, uh, you're you're feeling the pull to the dark side and you have to mm-hmm. consciously remind yourself to resist that. It's It's so good. 
That's what I'm finding Avatar to be heavily about as well. Still working way through that. Yeah, almost done though. So once I'm I'm done with that, I don't think I'm going to go to Korra and I'll go to uh, this Karate Kid show. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> totally good. Okay, uh, Sam mentioned Genshin Impact. We have a letter from Alan in San Diego. It says, what's up, GameScoop? I listen to you guys every week on my grocery runs. It's nice to have a chill gaming podcast. Given the prevalence of roguelikes, Metroidvanias, and Souls-like games, I was wondering when Breath of the Wild would be getting wildlikes. Of course, Immortals Phoenix Rising is scheduled to release later this year. However, some of the trailers and videos they've released have made me suspicious of the quality, and I'm very much waiting for reviews and impressions before I commit to that. Another game was released this week called Genshin Impact. Although many people have dismissed it as an anime Breath of the Wild, I am blown away by the quality and depth of gameplay in this game. When Breath of the Wild was released, I took two days off from work and marathoned the 120 Shrine run and explored a truly amazing world. I've put a similar amount of time into Genshin and have found it is of comparable quality to Breath of the Wild, in some ways improving on the structure, in some ways lacking. Most notably, it has a deeper combat system in which you switch off characters and combine elements. Puzzles are wonderfully inventive. It's got great boss design and a beautiful, massive map that is only two-sevenths of the final size. I guess, like, what they intend down the road, I guess. Yeah, they have like filled in this much, but there's this gotcha. much to go. Yeah. However, it fails in comparison to the traversal in Breath of the Wild and music, and most critically has a gotcha or loot box system of unlocking characters, with the best characters having a 1% chance of unlocking. I understand there's money to be made in microtransactions, but I would happily buy a season pass version with everything, with everything uh in with everyone unlocked instead of free with the probability of obtaining them. I feel the quality of this game is wasted on its monetization scru- structure. So I want to ask the GameScript crew, have you tried this game? If so, what are your opinions on it? Sam. What do you got? You've been playing, Damon. I want to hear yours. Yeah, my um, I, I played it for an evening, and I think that's it for me. Uh, like, at a glance, it is very pretty, but I, I find it doesn't run super well because it has an always-on requirement, so it chugs every now and then as it's pinging the servers. And also, because of that, you can't, um, like, put your console to sleep and load the game back up instantly. It, like, has, it re- totally resets the game and has to check in online again. So that was a little annoying. And also the characters in the game and the dialogue are super annoying. And I like anime, but these like the voices are just, they're so aggravating. My, my wife asked me to turn it off. It was annoying her so much. Yeah. I had a similar request. Um, there's, there's a, there's an issue with, with it emphasizes why breath of the wild is this kind of like solitary, quiet game yeah. uh, until you battle something, but you get to choose to do that. Right. This yeah. game has a very talky, you know, like creature that's around you all the time. And then, and then like big dialogue scenes that you, that are unskippable in a lot of parts until you get to the part where you can like do the dialogue, like skip sentences. Yeah. Um, and that's just like, it's not a good match for the Breath of the Wild a- exploration stuff, but it is hilarious what this game took. It took the mechanics of Breath of the Wild, added a kind of a cool um, Pokemon element system, you know, like uh, you can combine elements and like some elements cancel each other out and stuff. I think that's really, really smart. And then I like the switching characters, but that's just like switching weapons, basically. Like one character mm-hmm. is a bow and arrow and the other yeah. character is a sword and, <laughs> and one is a, you know, cast magic. So it's like, yeah. whatever. And you can do those at the drop of a hat, right? Just tap a button. So uh, I like all that. And then it's like, you know, the other Breath of the Wild stuff is like there's you go to a a bow cobbling camp. 
Yep. They're just around a ladder with a, with a yep. chest at the top of it. You're <laughs> exactly. in the forest and there's mushrooms and you get them and then you cook them to make a recipe. You go to the there's top of something. There's a little sound when you pick them up. It's yep. very similar to Breath of the Wild. You go to the top of something and, and uncover some map and then you go float into the distance with a uh, with leaf. I mean, like, I love it. Like, that's like the coolest thing in the world. Uh, it does feel a little bit cheap to me and I don't like how it runs online mm-hmm. and i don't like the the kind of annoying quality but like if i get a chance to get lost in this game it will totally hook me it's like i would recommend it it's free uh legitimately free on you know just get yeah. it on ps4 and those four characters that are your main weapons are all free um so you don't need to buy anything so yeah i mean it's a it's a game worth playing for sure that we're just I mean, in the middle of a bunch of other games that are worth playing right now and this one's a pretty big one it should be on switch also but it can't be because yeah. it's online all the time mm. <laughs> Well, yeah, um, I don't. It could be a glimpse of our future, you know. Triple A feeling free to play games um, that aren't that where the the gotcha mechanics aren't too intrusive. Um, I don't. Well, it's, but the, apparently, they, it, go ahead, go ahead. I don't know what the end game in in this game is, to be fair, but uh, but I don't need to know what it is to know that that's where the gotcha system is going to come into play. And if you don't have the more powerful characters, then you're going to struggle to. They're going to get people hooked and get people 100 hours into this game. And then that's when, like, the hammer drops. And, like, if you want to do the raids and want to do the end game stuff, like, that's where you'll have to be powered up. That's how these games always work. Um, I think it I think it feels bad. And that that's coming from someone that's played. I've played all of them on my phone. Like, I played One Piece <laughs> Treasure Cruise and, and Final Fantasy Record Keeper and Puzzle and Dragons. Like, whatever ones you want to know on your phone, I downloaded them and played them. And, like, they're fine for diversions, you know, because they're free. So it's, like, play them for a while and enjoy them. But um, they're pretty insidious in how they can operate. And like, like the, the commenter wrote in, um, yeah, like if this game had a season pass instead, um, that would feel a lot better than just being open-ended in the amount of money that this game could potentially cost you over the lifetime of you playing it. Yeah. Um, what were the stats? The stats are, these are, it's either this or it's flipped either. It's been downloaded 17 million times on mobile and they estimate it's made $50 million since launch or the vice versa. I don't know which one. Mm. Uh, I can't remember off the top of my head. Anyway, this model is uh, right out the gate seems to be pretty successful for them. So I don't, yeah. that's why I say, I don't know, maybe, maybe this is a glimpse into our future, whether or not that's, that's good or not. Well, these kind of games are great for uh, websites because they eventually will be able to write a story like this guy <laughs> yeah. beat the whole last boss. Yeah spending a single dollar and it only took him 9400 yeah. hours and yeah, yeah and, one of and, those stories and the sam ben- for wiki is like you know how how to how to get the most out of genshin impact without spending any money yeah so, like, to play there's definite free-to-play guides in all these games yeah yeah for sure there's a i mean our reviewer and and uh, the person who's played the most of this tom he he's you know for what's out there right now it's a it's a beatable game and you can get through it um it's it's what you're talking about that two out of seven stuff like who knows what three, four, five, six uh, is. Um, the, uh, again, I haven't played this game, and it does seem like a Justin game. So you know, I want to give it a shot because because it it deserves that. Um, but prior history has shown us that the Venn diagram of gotcha games that seem very player friendly in the beginning, and then put the crew screws to you and ask you to spend money. That Venn diagram is a circle right now so (laughs) there's a there's a like a like a really fundamental annoying flaw with this game that i'm awaiting i'm like i'm I'm waiting maybe like a week until it's patched or i hope it hope it is um you can't change the controls in it uh at all and the attack button is like the far right 
uh, circle button or whatever's on the far right. And it feels terrible. Yeah, there is that. But you can invert the camera. So I appreciated yeah. that at least. Yes, you, you can do that. And you can um, you can pump up your uh, your aim speed, which I really recommend doing. You can also pump up the volume. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's free. It's free. So I, I, I recommend Scoop Nation at least download it to check out what a free to play game can look like yeah, uh, today in 2020. It is, you know, it is kind of impressive from that standpoint. Mm -hmm. Rings online is free to play. (laughs) (laughs) And that brings us to video game 20 questions. And our suggestion this week also comes from the aforementioned Lucky Schaefer. His luck is back on. (laughs) Let's the questioning begin. We've had a big, big downturn here, Seth. So, oh, really? Yeah. Uh, I can help bring it back. Uh, turn that around. Was this game released before the year 2000? No. Okay. Uh, can you play this game on your Nintendo Switch? Yes. Uh, did this come out on a, uh, on a cartridge for Nintendo Switch? If it did, it would be like a limited run special thing. Okay. Can you can you download and play this game on Steam? Yes. Okay. It's probably Graveyard Keeper. <laughs> I don't know. Um, do you keep graves? <laughs> don't. Ask, we're not actually. That's not a real question. That's not a real question. That's <laughs> a, that's a goof. Um, would you describe this game as uh, as uh, an action game? No, that's five. Okay. Would you describe this game as a simulation game? No. It's not Stardew Valley, nor is it Graveyard Keeper. <laughs> Does this game have a retro aesthetic? No. Hmm. Um, is this have, a... Go ahead. Does it have 3D graphics? <laughs> you always shut me up. I don't think so. I don't think it does. But nor does it have a retro aesthetic. Mm-hmm. So we're like, uh, like you didn't just put another finger up, did you? <laughs> I, I, I said I don't think so. Okay, but I just thought, okay, never mind. I yes. thought maybe you put he did another one. Up. I don't yeah. think so. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> well, interesting. I mean, is this like? Oh, I don't actually want to ask that. Is this an indie game? Yes. Um. Is this a platformer? No, that's 10. Hmm. Uh, uh, did this game uh, get, was it well received? Yes. Um, maybe it's that, uh, that, ba- that basketball game that you guys like. Well, NBA playground. No. The fan, the fantasy basketball game. Fantasy basketball game. Yeah, the fantasy soccer basketball game. I forget what what it's called. What? Oh, Pyre. I don't think Pyre is on the Switch. Oh, it's not. Uh, I mean, could be Hades. Could be Hades. Is this? Bleh, I I don't know. Is that a roguelike? Yeah, I would call it a roguelike. Is this game a roguelike? Yes. Uh, Could be the Spelunkies. Yeah, exactly. 
I don't know if Splunky Two nah, is on no, Switch. Could be the uh, the Binding of Isaac. Yeah, it could be Isaac. Could be Hades. Or, I, would, uh, I mean, is this game new? Is this game new and in the zeitgeist in 2020? No. Okay, hmm. not Hades. Is could it a still, side side scroller? No. Oh, okay. Okay, that's actually really good. So, okay, so it's a roguelike that's not a side scroller. So it's not like I, I can't remember what's been sounds, ported. Sounds like Binding of Isaac, right? It sounds like Isaac, but you know, it's not Rogue Legacy, not any of the Spelunkies. I don't know what is and isn't on the Switch eShop. Hmm. Um, yeah, sounds a lot like Isaac. Does this game have a really gross aesthetic where it's always talking about like poop and hell and stuff like that? No, and that's <laughs> fifteen. <laughs> Damn, well, that's just like your opinion, man. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I love I, I love the Binding of Isaac, but I've never seen a bigger mismatch between like like better, more thoughtful gameplay and just disgusting art. <laughs> that and just as a fun fact, that's the whole reason why I can't get into Binding of Isaac. I know, okay. same. Yeah. Fun Gross. fact: that's why my sixteen-year-old son loves Binding of yeah. Isaac. So. Sure. That's okay. Uh, I mean, we should like, be able to get this a roguelike FTL? that's not. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what about um? What about the strategy days. one? What about the strategy one? Um, into the breach. Yeah, from the FTL the developers. Breach, that's, that's the bugs versus robots one. Yeah, but doesn't that yep. have like a retro aesthetic to it? I, I would say it does, but Damon likes to throw curveballs at us. Is that sometimes. a strategy game? It's a strategy yeah. roguelike. Is this a strategy roguelike? <laughs> um. Well. <clears throat> uh, would Justin call this a strategy roguelike? <laughs> This is it's it's not it's it's not a, it's not a strategy game. But you definitely need to use strategy in it. Like that's not the I genre you're putting in. We, I don't know if that counts as a finger. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I should be able to get this. I know I know the roguelikes on Switch pretty well. It just occurred to this? me. How about this? I'll tell you this. John Borba just slacked me the right the right game. Oh. So John, you got it before them. Cool. What the hell, man? Cool. He he has the run of show. No, nope, as doesn't. we've established, <laughs> he doesn't this week. Oh so man, I've like exhausted my my roguelike so, knowledge. That's just to demonstrate that it's not an an impossible. Um, game. I mean, I I I know Steam. You know, there's well, so there's the card games. You know, um, there's a uh, uh, Monster Train. Um, there's Risk of Rain. Those are all card roguelikes, basically. Monster Train is Risk of Rain is not, and but I I only know them on Steam, you know, on PC. I don't know. Risk of Rain's like a 3D game, right? Risk of Rain Two is 3D. Actually, that's a fun. Just this is a little bit of a tangent, but Risk of Rain Two is really interesting because it's it's does this thing that games never do anymore, where the original is a 2D roguelike and then the sequel is a 3D roguelike. I think that used to not be weird. Mario moved from 2D to 3D. Now <laughs> yeah. Games games don't do that anymore. Um, yeah, is that SteamWorld uh, card game? Is that a roguelike? No, that's just a normal like RPG. RPG. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it's a SteamWorld game. I can't think of my my rogues because all of them are side scrollers. That's why I like them. <laughs> Does this game have cards in it? Yes. Okay. Okay, I don't. Th- oh, you know what it is? It's not Monster Train. It's um, it's I. The name is escaping me, but it's the the card game roguelike that Monster Train was based on. That was like my game of the year. I just 
Is it a fantasy game? I'm not asking you that, Damon. I'm asking Justin. Right. I just oh, lost Justin. Justin. How are we um, going to yeah. get this? And had the three that you played, Warrior, same with like the Poison. What? Back. We lost you for a second, but now you're back. Me? Yeah. Yep. No, I know the game. I 100% know the game. I'm just having like well, a brain fart where I can't think of the game. <laughs> even though, yeah, even though it was like my game of the year. <laughs> what, what? And it's a, it's a fantasy game? It's a card game. It's the card game roguelike that Monster Train and all these other games are well, like what's, heavily based what's like on. What's the setting based on? What's the setting? Yeah, it's a fantasy game, like a dark fantasy game. And um, you make your way through these worlds. And oh, then it's a deck builder. D- d- deepest dungeon? Darkest dungeon? Deepest deep? No, What's not darkest dungeon. Um, I know you're talking about it. it has like the little characters and they're like, they're like lined up. And as you play the game, no, it... that's darkest dungeon. Okay. Is it not darkest um, dungeon? No, because that doesn't have cards. Um, uh... <laughs> yeah, I'll never get it. Yeah, I have no idea. Okay. You're our only hope. Oh, oh, no. It's. it's Slay the spire! Slay the spire! It's slay the spire! There it is. I, it's slay, Damon. Is it slay the spire? Yes, it is. Yeah. Slay the spire. Congratulations! That has cards in it, huh? Yeah, that's the whole thing. It's a card building, uh, deck building roguelike. Nice. That's 20... embarrassing. I knew, I knew it, I knew it, but I just couldn't, I couldn't recall the name. Yeah, you and Eric yeah, that game's great. all the time in Slack. Yeah, I think we had lots of weeks of discussing that on the show too. Yeah, yeah, that was just last year. Yeah, one of the best games of last year. Developed by Megacrit, published by Humble Bundle. Full disclosure: Humble Bundle is owned by Ziff Davis, same as IGN. Oh, I didn't know they published it. Yep. Uh, Thank you for the suggestion, Lucky Schaefer. I'm glad uh, Justin was able to retrieve that one. That, I think, is all the excuse we have for this week. Guys, guess what? I have to put on my big boy pants now and do some real adulting. I have to call a mortgage broker. After oh, this. nice. Oh. Yeah. oh. <laughs> Buying yep. a home, huh? That's the plan. That's the plan. We'll see. Man, you know, talk about those in- interest rates oh, and God. points. And- I've been, I've literally been dreading it. I've literally been dreading if it. If it has uh, rates and points, it's technically an RPG. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it is a little bit like an RPG. Damon, an important thing to keep in mind is that your interest rate on your loan is not the same as your APR. Okay, good. I'll keep that in mind. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, uh, thank you to Justin and his cat. Thank you to Seth. Thank you to Sam. Thank you to Borba working behind the scenes. Remember, you can always reach us at the email address, gamescoop at iTunes.com. My name is Damon. This is iTunes Gamescoop, and we're out.
Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.